Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us shortly. Uh, this is the morning show after show for our KCAA radio morning show on the brink, um, which can be heard on KCAA radio in the Inland Empire, San Bernardino Riverside areas on 1050 AM, 106.5 and 102.3 FM. We are the trifecta of talk radio, so you can... Uh, Listen to us live there, or you can come here and listen to us live afterwards. And, of course, uh, if you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to our podcast. We uh, have the podcast available. You do a search for Back from the Brink, or you can go to backfromthebrink.live, and on the website you can listen to it there. You can also find the link to listen to us live. We play at uh, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific time. That is uh, 2 o'clock UTC. So um, please give us a listen and see what you think. Uh, course after one listen you may go not for me and never again to be heard but if you do like us please subscribe and hang on and and listen see what we got to say um and join us every morning we appreciate that um you know uh we've been watching our numbers start growing and it's it's fun to see that more and more people are starting to listen and 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 join us in our conversations each day when we talk about uh, wide-ranging topics. If you've not uh, listened to before, we talk about what's the news of the day. We offer opinions on on what's going on. We do a lot of laughing. Uh, I I throw in a bunch of technology things, um, as well as whatever happens to be on my mind. And uh, and occasionally we talk about uh, some movies and stuff. In fact, uh, we were kind of talking today about two of the movies that would have ended up in theaters but didn't because COVID. And so uh, on Netflix, you can see The Old Guard. It's a uh, sort of sci-fi action thriller, and it is very action-packed. It's really enjoyable. If you like that genre, you're going to love it. If you don't like that genre, you'll probably still like the movie. It's done really well. Charlize Theron is the lead there, and she plays a character similar to Atomic Blonde. Um, Very action-oriented movie. This is something that would fit right in with X-Men. So if you like the X-Men, you'll like this. It's a group of very long-lived characters who are, for all intents and purposes, almost um, uh, unkillable, but not completely because they eventually do die. They eventually don't heal. But during the base of the movie, you find out that when they get injured, they heal up very much a la um, Wolverine or something. So like if they get shot or or cut or whatever, it just heals up and you get to hear that sound as they heal up. miraculously before your eyes um you know and it's it's an action movie it's obviously um uh you know fiction but there uh you have fun with it the i will say that there is some blood and guts so if you have younger kids you may not want them in the room while you're watching that because it is a little a little graphic a little visual in terms of some of the um uh, special effects that they have when when people are fighting and you know bones crunching and things like that. Um, the other movie that's out is, and is really good is uh, Tom Hanks in Greyhound, and it's based on a novel uh, which itself was is is based on on uh, things that happened during World War II. So it's uh, a novelized version of that, but it's a uh, a captain of a ship that is escorting uh, as as the lead escort for a bunch of. Uh, troop and cargo vessels that are moving across the Atlantic while they're being attacked by the German wolf pack, which is what the Germans called their their uh, submarine uh, technique, where they would uh, have multiple submarines attacking the, the, the convoy at one point in time, 
or at a single time. And uh, they generally did their attacking out in mid-ocean so that you were away from both shores and there was no air cover because our airplanes didn't have the ability to fly that far. They would run out of fuel. And so the middle of the ocean, there was very little air cover and you were on your own. And so it just tells the story of, um, of this captain that Tom Hanks plays. And it tells it very much from his point of view. So the whole thing is being, you know, him being followed. So Aaron's here. Let's have her join us. Greetings, Aaron. How are you on this happy Wednesday? I am happy. Happy Clappy on a happy Clappy Wednesday. You know, something we forgot to mention during our radio show is today is What's extended it? tax day. Yay. Yay. We, but we could be <laughs> reminding people saying, hey, you know, if you're commuting back to work, you might want to call in sick. If you got to get your taxes done, get home and get it done. You have till midnight tonight to get your taxes filed. Uh, the government extended it out. Uh, from April 15th to July 15th this year because COVID. Yes, (laughs) because COVID. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've kind of gotten in the habit of just going, well, COVID. (laughs) You know, why are you lazy and doing nothing at all? COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hide in the shack out back and and not move? (laughs) You're a useless lump. And and my wife doesn't say that. That's me making this stuff up. She she does not call me a useless lump and, and quiz me on my laziness. She'll suggest, hey, why don't you uh, mow the lawn today? But but uh, she's not beyond that, you know. But, uh, but uh, no, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, loft horrible criticisms at me all the time. That would be difficult to deal with during COVID. <laughs> no, she's not an abusive jerk. That's nice to know. Yeah, isn't it? You know, hey. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. if, if you have a relationship that was struggling, COVID will certainly put the pressure on You'll find all the cracks and crannies in your relationship. And you'll also find the strength and love in your relationship when you have to spend like every waking hour under the same roof with somebody or, or with a whole family of somebody's. Right. It's like, um, yes. We find that, that uh, every once in a while we get a little snappy and then we just start laughing at each other, which is great. You know, it's like, okay, you know, we both recognize that this is silly, you know, so there's been yeah. a, lot of, a lot of laughter. We're having the same thing at our house, you know, and it's hard because I'm working, but nobody else in the house is. Right. Um, and so, well, one of our girls is taking a summer school class, but, um, you know, Tobin's off. Um, mm-hmm. He's been keeping himself busy, but he's off. And um, he's always uh, off a little bit. He's always off a little bit. Not that kind of off, you know. And so it's like uh, speaking as a brother, you know, he wants that. he wants to talk and I can't or yeah. I want him to to do housework. And, you know, he's not he's like, or... I'm on vacation, man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it would and be time I, that he know, would typically, you know, escape to the theater where it's cool and air conditioned and watch some movies. I know that's what he likes to do in the summer, too. And sometimes we join each other and COVID. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I hope that our movie theaters survive COVID. I really do. Yeah. We already saw some scary stuff as they started to open back up where some theater or some, some uh, movie production houses were saying, well, we'll put it in the theater. But we're also going to hedge our bets and sell it to one of the streaming services, you know, and, and do it at the same time, you know, because they were doing some of those like, online releases where it would be $20 to rent it for like the first month as if it was actually in a theater and then when that time ended then they would release it you know where you could buy it or rent it for the regular you know 
$1.99 to $3.99 of yep. like they normally are when they're online. And uh, they found some success doing that. People were paying. Uh, I refuse to do it personally because I want pressure on them to, to go back to the movie houses once they open up. But um, uh, we'll see. Yeah, you know, there's there's for people who love going to the movies, the whole experience of sitting in the in the com- big comfortable chairs, having the wide screen with the great sound, having you know the whole you know popcorn experience. Right. You know, they don't. You don't want that to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks actually got himself into a little hot water when he was out promoting Greyhound. I say out promoting because he was sitting in his house, you know, Skyping in like everybody else. But um, he was doing some promotion. And I don't remember which show he was on uh, for Greyhound. And he said, you know, he was just heartbroken that it's not going to get to be in the big theaters because it's such an epic movie that would work on a big screen so well with all that, you know, magical sound systems, the surround sound that would just make it such a different experience. And then a bunch of people went online and said, well, he slammed the fact that it's going to be playing on Apple TV because it's not going to be in the theaters. And so then he immediately came back out and went, no, no, I am grateful that Apple TV came in and saved our movie and, and made it something that people get to see. And, you know, he says, I was just expressing some sadness at, at the loss of the theater experience. He said, this is a wonderful thing that Apple has come in and 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 you know or whomever who whomever would have bought it whichever streaming system but it turned out to be apple um you know he 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 wants the movie out there for people to see it doesn't do anybody any good when it's you know sitting on somebody's uh editing computer and and right. not, not there to be seen by the public you know but but i understand his frustration it's like there are certain movies like that movie if they opened up theaters and everything if, if covid were to be you know cured and gone tomorrow and they said okay theaters are open if they released that movie in the theater i would go watch it again there because it's a different experience not everybody yes. would but i would and uh, you know well, especially in southern california i think a lot of people would because la is basically a company town still yeah yeah well and there's just a lot of people who are movie fans i mean it's yes. it's you know it's funny that you know it's when you when you're a movie fan, it's not like you get to know the different people because there's so many of them out there. But but you'll just you can just see the the. I tend to go to movies because I coach in the evenings and stuff. I tend to go to movies sort of midday ish, uh, you know. And so it's fairly empty theater. Um, there's usually some people in there, but it's not a lot. But you'll see a lot of people coming in there. Just one person, one woman, one guy. Oh, you know, it's not always couples and pairs. Sometimes it's a retired couple and stuff in the middle of the day. Those are movie fans. You know, they got up and came out in the middle of the day to go watch a movie because in the theater, because it's a different experience that they wanted to have. Yes. You know, it's it's um, uh, I just yeah, I'm with you. I hope that they I hope that that business model survives this and is back in business sooner rather than later. I wonder if any of them are going to you know, develop and, you know, if you're in a mall or something, maybe you can't do this, but, you know, turn a side of their building into, you know, an outdoor theater, you know, or yeah. do something else creative that means that people aren't sitting in the same room with each other, but they can still come and have that movie experience. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, the, the whole drive-in movie thing just sort of faded away in a large part. That was a huge part of Americana for a long time. And there's still the, a few of them out there. I mean, we've, we've made, named them before. There's one over off of Van Buren in Riverside, which is not too far from my house. You know, it's about uh, 10 minutes away and um, you know, it, but they're hard to find. They're fewer and further between. And a lot of them have, 
you know the the property that was once a drive-in theater there it's it makes more sense for the property owners to tear it down and sell it to a real estate person who puts a bunch of houses on it or something right you know or people complain yep. because oh my gosh you know i bought this house and and now every night there's this this lights flashing and stuff because there's this giant screen out across the way and it's like well you bought the house you saw the screen when you bought it right not well, like I bought the, it during the day. I didn't know it would be, you know, used at night. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, it's a drive-in theater, people. It's like it's like people who buy a house underneath a um, uh, airport, uh, you know, landing uh, zone, and then go, "Huh, I didn't know there'd be airplanes here," and then start complaining about it and want to, ch- you know, change the rules about when airplanes are allowed to fly in and things like that. It's like, um, you know, airport was there when you bought it. Yes, and you got a great price on the house mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> yeah, great price yeah. on the house for a reason. So um, I wonder, you know, I, I hope that people still continue to, to buy takeout and, you know, and to buy, you know, go to, patronize your favorite restaurants. Um, I wonder... I wonder, though, I mean, I, we're, we're going to see a wave of foreclosures. We're going to see a wave of bankruptcies um, as people, you know, it's been four months. So, mm-hmm. you know, people, even if you have, in a, you know, even if you're prudent and you have enough money socked away where you can live off your savings for six months or eight months or a year or whatever, you know, we're at four months now. There's a there's an end date to savings if you're mm-hmm. out of work. And so, um you know, I, I when this first happened and people were upset about the shutdown, well, you're supposed to have a savings account. You're supposed to. Yeah. And and four months later, you know, that savings is a lot less. And so I yeah. worry about what this is going to do to our economy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially you think about like, you know, younger families or couples or people. You know, they don't have as much savings. They haven't, you know, you remember when you were starting out, you couldn't put much aside because you basically had to spend it all as a cost of living because you didn't make that much. And cost of living is expensive, especially in California. Yes, it is. You know, it's not easy to to um, uh, to build up that nest egg. And even if you're trying to do it and starting it, you know, if you're a 20 something who's just joined the workforce in the last, you know, sometime in the last five to 10 years, you're not making a ton of money. How much could you have set aside? You know? Yeah. Um, Especially as you're adding babies and, you know, having to do things like buy cars and, you know, yeah. rent's expensive or mortgage or, you know, whatever. Adopting puppies. Adopting puppies. <laughs> puppies. Puppies require care and feeding. They um, do. You know, back to the the theaters real quickly. Drive in, uh, the Van Buren drive in theater, the one I was talking about that's near uh, my home. Uh, has gone back to their general, their regular uh, operations. They say you must wear a mask when visiting the bathroom or snack bar. You may not leave your vehicle except to visit the bathroom or snack bar. You must view, view the movie from within your vehicle, no setting up lawn chairs. You must practice social distancing at all times, and you may not leave your vehicle when purchasing tickets. So you just have to, oh. you know, which I can, you, you drive in. I don't imagine why. I can't. Why would you get out of your vehicle to purchase tickets? That doesn't make any sense at all to me. Um, but and then and then. Yeah, and then it says uh, further, if you do not follow these above guidelines, you'll be asked to leave without a refund. So um, so they are open, which is cool. Good for them. Uh, yeah, they are now showing uh, a movie called Archive. Never watched it. Palm Never Springs. Never heard of it. 
Palm Springs, which is available on Netflix, but they're showing it at the theater. Uh, that, by the way, is also another good movie. We can talk about that one some other time. If you haven't watched it, you might want to watch that one. It's sort of a different take on the idea of Groundhog Day, where they keep going through the same day over and over, but it's done differently. It's actually very well done. Uh, they're playing the Goonies. They're playing the Goonies. Oh, you can go watch the original cool. Goonies at the theaters with My Spy, which was a um, uh, Dave Batista movie. The the wrestler he 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 was in. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's actually a guy who's transitioned to acting well, and uh, I mean he was a wrestler, so professional wrestler, so. He was That's pretty, an acting job. He, he he was pretty good at acting to begin with, uh, or at least dubiously good. Um, and then the other doubleheader, because you know the drive-in theaters always show you two movies, right? They show you the first movie, then they show you the second movie, and then sometimes they'll show you the first movie again if you want to stay there till like you know one in the morning. Uh, Relic and The Lodge, so they've got uh, two horror movies going on uh, as their other pair of movies. So anyway. There is a theater still open that you can go to. You just got to sit in your car, pop some popcorn up, and head on out to the theater. Yeah, load up on load up on snacks because you can take all that stuff in with you. You know, that's right. Um, if you want to, you know, bring in your own red vines and your own soda. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to get out and go to the uh, snack bar. The only reason you have to get out of the car is to run to the bathroom with your mask on. Otherwise, you'll be asked to leave <laughs> with no refund. With no refund. Yes. Well. You know, some, it, it is something to do. I mean, one of the, you know, as, as, as Tobin and the girls are in the house and they're just kind of bored, and it's obvious that they're bored out of their minds. And I feel for them. And I'm like, why don't you, and this is before we lock down again, why don't you go to Victoria Gardens? Because it's outdoors. And yeah. so, you know, you can pop into some shops if you want to get, get an ice cream or a cookie or something. And mm-hmm. But you and, can walk um, around and just be in a different environment. you can walk around. I was thinking, you know, um, it had been shut down, but they opened it back up. And now with stuff going on, I don't know if they've closed it. I have to find out exactly what's going on. But I was thinking about, like, the San Diego Zoo or uh, their their uh, safari park um, because they they're outdoor. They are, they are shut down. Okay, because they had opened it back up. Oh, really? I'm going to go on their website. They had opened back up. And as of yesterday, they, they didn't say they had shut back down. But I don't know what the status is. You know, that could change from day to day. Well, they're outdoors, so, you know, right. I mean, maybe you can't go in the reptile house, but you can go in other things. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, that was my maybe. thinking. That was my thinking, is that, uh, you know, yeah, so um, the San Diego uh, Zoo Safari Park is open. Oh, cool. And, in fact, they even show you, like... They've got a, a bar chart showing you uh, estimated wait times, and uh, well, they open at nine o'clock today. They're not open at this instant, so they're not open yet. Uh, but like, they'll show you when their peak time is. Like, the peak time for people entering weekdays at the safari park is is at noon. So, if you want to come when it's cooler, you get there when they open at nine, and then as it gets more crowded towards noon, you maybe say, "Okay, I'm done. Spend a couple hours and go home." Uh, or you come in at the tail end because they're open till six. If you come in at four in the afternoon. Uh, by six o'clock or you know you don't spend a couple hours there by six o'clock um when they're closing their their numbers are waning significantly and that way you avoid some of the crowd and you probably get some cooler weather as well so um yeah the zoo is open 
and I'm looking at this. Um, they've got this upgraded experience, crazy about cats, and uh, it's a it's a it is sounds a, like it's made for you. Yes, but it's not cheap. It's like five hundred and fifty dollars. Travel by cart and foot to some of the zoo's most iconic and fascinating cat species on the earth, on the early morning tour, focusing on wild cats. Hmm. Uh, visit I don't know if you're that our, crazy about cats. <laughs> well, I'm not that crazy. I am crazy about cats, but that's a little out of my price range. But more than I'm willing to spend. Um, uh, so, yeah, they. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like I still want to. I still want to have enough food to like eat for the rest of the month. Um, so yeah. Yes. Five hundred fifty-two dollars and up, <laughs> and yes. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's for up to six people. So you you buy it and you can take you can have. Oh, it's 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 essentially it's essentially designed to have your whole family go. So it's five hundred and fifty-two dollars right. and up per cart, up to six household members. Right. So. Um, yeah. So it's five fifty-two you know, to, to rent cool. the cart, and then you can put six people on the cart. So that's right. Yeah, that's not quite as bad. It's still a lot of money. Um, they also show at the shop zoo uh, uh, the a face masks. You can get children and adult size face masks that have zoo animals on them. So you can have, oh, like, have so a koala cute. face. Oh, the koala face is so cute. Yeah. You know, and the thing about it, these animals need care and feeding even when they're mm-hmm. closed. So, you know, it is. Uh, oh, they have a cheetah face. They I got, want that one. I like the cheetah, uh, the gorilla. Oh, the mandrel with the big bright red nose. That's awesome. I like the tiger. I like the tiger. I was born in the year of the cat. I like the tiger. Okay, now I'm thinking of that song. That year of the cat. cat. Is that Al Stewart? Yeah. Wow. I really love some of his music beyond just his hits. He had some really good. um, uh, He had an album called Time Passages that I really liked. Oh, that one was really good too. Yeah. My mom used to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, the album was very good. Lots of I liked a lot of the songs that weren't like released as singles off of that album that are um, real interesting. You know, he, he was sort of a a uh, folk singer songwriter out of time because I think you know he came about a decade and a half later than when singer songwriters were really really big. You know, um, but had a heck of a career. I think he's still around. Yeah, I, I, is he? Well, nobody's touring right now, but it'd be interesting to see him. I wonder if his voice has changed. Let's see. He's seventy-four years old, so I would imagine it's probably changed a little bit. Um, yep. Yeah, year of the cat, time passages. Um, yeah, the album "Past, Present, and Future" is uh, the one that had time passages on it. Let's see. He knew Yoko Ono before she met John Lennon, and he shared a London flat with Paul Simon when Paul Simon was in London for for a while before they really hit big, he and Simon and Garfunkel. So, yeah, um, he's a guy who's been around a long time. Long time. And he's worked with Peter White, Alan Parsons, Jimmy Page, Rick Wakeman, Tori Amos. Wow. Guy's been around. Boy, some stories he could tell, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So that was a that, sorry when you said the year of the cat. I just that song yeah. popped into my head and I was off to the races. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> he has a very distinct voice too, so you just hear the song right in your head. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
So did you hear that uh, Jeff Sessions is out, um, that he, uh, he lost his primary? Yeah, yeah, he lost his primary uh, to the guy that President Trump backed because he didn't, he no likey Jeff Sessions no more. So we have the most vindictive and petty president I've ever heard of. Yeah. I've ever seen. And so I don't know, like not you only... all. Pick somebody else to support. I'm yeah, sorry to cut you well, off. I, I just think it's petty and I think it's terrible. So Jeff Sessions lost the Republican nomination um, to former college football coach Tommy Tuberville on Tuesday, um, ending his long political career with a bitter defeat egged on by President Trump. So, um, he, he uh, Tuberville beat Sessions in the in the runoff on Tuesday. Um, yeah, which is you know, okay, fine. I mean, if you here's the thing, I don't know anything about Tuberville. He may have been he may be terrific. I just it bothers me that he may be terrific. He may just be. Hey, I love President Trump. Great, I'll back that guy. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think President Trump would back Genghis Khan if they, he sucked up enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's it's uh it's no secret how to get on his good side, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. real obvious. Uh other world leaders have figured it out. It's it's um pretty straightforward, you know. Loft a little praise his way and you're you're good to go. Um you know, but but don't let anything ever creep out. I was watching a um a, a YouTube video. It was part of the Joe Rogan show and he was interviewing um uh, Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. Oh yeah. And, uh, Gillette had been on the, um, um, uh, Trump TV show, you know, uh, as a, when they do the celebrity apprentice and he was on the, on the original, or he was on a, one of the celebrity apprentices. And then they did a, like, um, uh, gathering of champions, celebrity apprentice. So he was on it a second time with that group. And, uh, you know, when he decided to do the show, he said, well, what does he want to do? Now, Pendulet is a fairly outspoken atheist. And he said that one of his choices was that he wanted to go on and show the world that an atheist can be kind, that we're not hateful, awful people. We're not against anything. And so that was his goal was just to try to be the nicest, kindest person there. And he ended up winning one season by doing that um, and obviously by being you know, smart and playing the game right. But what I thought was more interesting than any of that was he was telling the, the explanation of, like, the production and how it's done. So when you're sitting in that boardroom, it's a giant it's, – it's, it's not a real boardroom. It's like a studio that they've set up in the Trump Plaza. So they took an entire floor, and NBC came in and set it up as a studio. And he says, you're not allowed to put your hands on the table because the table has been polished to a high gloss. And if you put your hand on the table, it leaves a mark, and the cameras pick that up. So you have to sit at that table and not put your hands on the table. You have to put your hands in your lap. He says, and then you have to sit upright in a chair and they put a camera over your shoulder, usually over your right shoulder, so that they can get part of your shoulder in the shot and Trump in the shot. So that when you're talking or when, when Trump's talking, they will show you the shot of him talking to you over your shoulder. And then there's a camera behind Trump that shines on you, that, that's pointed towards you so that when you're talking, they can see, you know, you sitting there at the table. And he said, you have to sit there. And you're not allowed to lean one way or the other because they don't want your shoulder to move in or out of the scene. So you have to sit there upright. And he said, you know, we were trying to get like a 30 second clip of Trump responding to or, or giving direction to somebody uh, for a thing. And he says it, it, ta- it would take two to three hours to get a shot 
because Trump would come in and start talking and he would keep talking and he'd keep talking. He said specifically one time he had gone online and somebody had said something about uh, a property that he had sold had not made enough money. And so he comes in and he goes, well, I don't understand it. I understand what he says. I I don't make enough money. You know, the Internet says I didn't make enough money on this thing. He says, I bought it for $3 million. I sold it for $4 million. That's a profit. Isn't that a profit? You know, and then he had asked people, isn't that a profit? I mean, you know, if you sell something, you buy it for $3 million, you sell it for $4 million, you made a profit, right? Why would they say that I didn't sell it for enough money? You know, and it just goes on and on and on. And he goes, you know, it's like... He says, I so wanted to say, Mr. Trump, don't you understand that this is probably some 16-year-old sitting in his bedroom at home just, you know, screwing with you? I mean, it's the Internet. Why, are you, why yes. do you care? And, but he cares. He cares. And to this day, that's just, that, is, that, that little story, I think, epitomizes how he interacts with the world around him. Is he cares oh, 100% agree. what people say about him, and he, and he doesn't even care who they are. You know, it's like you ask him, he says, we'd say, well, who said that? And he goes, the Internet. The Internet said that. I'm like, well, who on the Internet? The Internet is not a person, you know? Yes, yes. But, but it's he, comic book guy sitting, you know, in his mom's basement. Right, right. You know, but, I mean, he took personal offense and obsessed about it that somebody said on the Internet that he didn't do something that was, you know, that aligns with his vision of perfect genius that he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's it's almost mind-numbing to think that that's the guy. That's the guy we got leading our country right now. Um, you know, and again, I'm the first one to say there, I think that there's been some things that he has done well. I think that he has, he, uh, you know, whether you think he's done it bum fumbling or by some secret decision to do so i think he um has got the economy working it's it's astoundingly well i mean even given COVID, our economy still seems to be chugging along which is you know scary um you know i think there are some things that that he has done but but his demeanor and the way he behaves is so unpresidential so i don't think he represents our country to the rest of the world the way i want our country to be seen uh that it just hurts me to see it you know well and clearly his his white house is chaotic i mean he has a revolving door yeah and and that's i mean all evidence points to the fact that that's the way he wants it that's the way he likes it he wants everybody to feel like they could be replaced at any minute and that they should be working out of a sense of fear that they will be replaced and they, they they you know need to make sure that they know who you know who's in charge and have loyalty to him because if they don't he will just Push him out and get another one, which is apparently how he's run his businesses as well. So, and I want to make a point to, you know, and I've talked about my faith on, uh, on the radio and on the podcast before. And, you know, you judge a person by his fruits or her fruits, meaning you, you, you know, if somebody says they're a Christian, don't take their word for it. You, you judge based on, on how they live their life. You judge based on, um, you know, what their demeanor is like and what it's like to, be around them mm-hmm. and 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 so there are p- people out there who believe that that trump is is you know i believe that god put him there because he puts all leaders there but sometimes he gives us bad leaders on purpose he gives us gives us what we deserve um and uh god does not operate in the spirit of confusion and he does not operate in the spirit of fear so if you have a, somebody in the in the white house who is who is creating a spirit of fear and s- creating a spirit of confusion? He is not walking with the Lord. He is not. It, it is not a godly White House. And so, 
for people who are saying, um, and I'm really, you know, the 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 dominionist theology and the all of the people who are saying that, you know, that that essentially God, Trump is is God's, you know, representative on Earth. Um, uh, really, I've not heard not. that. I oh, not. I have heard that on yeah. Facebook. I have heard that. Yeah. Um, well, there's a good reason to stay off Facebook again. Yes. <laughs> Every time somebody brings are, up there Facebook, are, there's a segment of the popul- population yeah. who believe that. It now, I'm not. To, I I don't want to judge his personal faith. I'm looking at the fruits. I'm looking at what he's producing, and is he is not a godly man. He's not. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the guy who went to for a photo op in front of a church and had people, uh, uh, basically beaten away from the church with with billy clubs yes. so that so that they could get yes. a clean picture of him standing on the steps in front of the church does that yes. sound like a godly man to you and me no, and then not, and then they get all. the the picture that they took of him he's holding the bible and it's upside down yes 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 so you know. i i just you know i there's there are a lot of people who and we've talked about this conflate the flag and the church the flag and the cross don't do that it's dangerous you're begging to be deceived don't well, do it. There's a reason that we have a separation of, of, of state and church. You know, there really is. Yes. And, and, and I can't, you know, I mean, to me, that just says volumes, you know, for the, yes. our, our founding fathers, uh, you know, wisdom and, and guidance were uh, ever so profound, right? Yes. Yeah, they are not yes. the same thing and they should not be. No, never, ever conflate the two. So, yeah, um, I, I want to. I want to go from politics to things that are even more ridiculous. Uh, there's a story in <laughs> from the ridiculous that... to the sublime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, a teen who didn't do their homework while they were on COVID, you know, uh, doing, a teen you know, didn't do homework learning. somewhere. Woo. Yeah. But they are sent to juvie hall. They were sent to this teen, this 15 year old was sent to juvenile detention. So, um, a Michigan school closed because of the when the her Michigan school closed because of the pandemic. Fifteen-year-old Grace initially did fine with her online schoolwork, but eventually she struggled with the transition, with sleeping in, and with getting her homework done. This sounds like teenagers to me, but pro publica yeah, is every teenager that, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is reporting that this situation has a disturbing twist. Grace's failure to do her homework landed her in front of a judge who sent the girl out of the courtroom in handcuffs and straight to a, to juvie hall. Even as such facilities were being encouraged uh, and to send children home out of safety concern. She has been, uh, Grace has been on probation on charges of assaulting her mother. She allegedly bit her finger and pulled her hair in an argument. Um, and well, it sounds like there's a, some pre-existing issues with this child, but I'm not sure juvie well, hall is the right place for her to be. Indeed. So um, the judge in Grace's case allowed her to remain at home after those charges were filed. So she basically went on house arrest like the rest of us. And, um, you know, I just think this is stupid. So she she mm-hmm. uh, she hasn't fulfilled the expectation with regard to school performance. Judge Marianne Brennan said in during sentences, I told her she was on thin ice and I told her I was going to hold her to the letter to the order of the probation. The story includes criticism from advocates for Grace who say that black girls like herself are disproportionately removed from home to sent and sent to detention centers. Plus, who can even 
be a good student right now. Right. Ricky uh, Johnson of the National Juvenile Justice Network. I, I Ricky, um, I've got to, you know, you, you said something there, though. She, th- This was misleading from the very beginning. This story said that she was put in, uh, sent to juvenile detention center for not doing her homework. What she was sent to the juvenile detention center for was breaking the, the, the rules of her probation. She had already done something that had, had her on probation, and part of that was to maintain grades and go to school. And if she chose not to do it, then she broke her probation, and she should have been aware of that. Uh, her probation officer should have been aware of that and told her that, that she was breaking her probation. Um, so it's not exactly, hey, you didn't do your homework, I'm sending you to, to, to juvie. And the, when the judge did that, they also knew that she was basically going to be under house arrest, which means she's going right back where she was. Um, so it really wasn't you know, a, a, a horrible thing that it sounds like because, you know, she went back home. <laughs> so, it's, so, so the net net is nothing happened. So I guess the point of the article, you know, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of talk in, uh, about restorative justice. Mm. And, you know, there, there doesn't appear to have been any restorative justice in her case, right? It seems to have been punitive from the start. You have to do all of these things. But, you know, w- w- there was no, there's nothing in the story at least about, you know, what, what are she and her mom in counseling? Is she going, you know, she's 15. Right. 15 year olds don't have any judgment. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you, you know, getting what, any support to help you get this schoolwork done? Are you, do you have a, a right. check in, you know, not only with a probation officer, but with a counselor? Who, who answers questions and helps you do your homework so that you understand what you're doing. Um, you know, and, and like you said, a, 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 a uh, beyond an academic counselor, a counselor that maybe to help the relationship between the mother and the child. Um, and you don't know what that home situation is either. You know, I mean, it may be a wonderful, loving home. It may be a home where the child is basically uh, ignored because mom has to work three jobs a day. Or maybe she's just a bad parent. You just don't know. Yeah, you, you know, don't there's know. So many questions to be asked in this situation, um, but you know, a a, uh, a a an unhappy teenager is first of all not a big surprise. An unhappy teenager that's starting to not do their homework and to violently act out doesn't just happen by you know by the flip of a, a switch. That was a child that was reared in a situation such that that they got to that point and they see the world based on on the way they were raised in the place that they were raised in. And so, um, you know, there's a lot more going on there. Yep. So, um, the CDC is saying if everybody wears masks, we can eradicate this virus or it's hold on us in just a few months. So everybody please wear your masks. Um, and that, that will, I mean, that will take care of the problem. Now there's still a big segment of the population who thinks, who think that wearing the mask is is tantamount to wearing a, uh, the gold star, the six-pointed yeah. gold star in Nazi Germany. Yeah, it's not very hard to go to find a video online of somebody having a meltdown at, you know, Trader Joe's or, you know, a Safeway or whatever about, you know, because they're being told, sorry, we won't give you any service if you don't put a mask on. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are just think it's ridiculous and they, they vehemently won't, you know, they refuse to do it. And it's like, well, you know what? You're going into a uh, privately held, or even if it's a publicly held, you're going into a business, and that business has the right to say what, what you need to do to be able to get service from them. You know? Yeah, and you can see in cultures where wearing a mask is just, they just do it, and they were doing it beforehand. Cultures 
like at many mm -hmm. Asian cultures. So you'll see in Japan and COVID has not made a huge impact in Japan. And I think it's because everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that in retrospect, the people who were who came out and said, don't wear masks initially are kicking themselves because they've created this this monster of a well the scientists said don't wear one then they say do wear one then they say you know and and the reason if you listen to them if you look at the reasoning even when they said don't wear one they were saying don't put a mask on because they didn't want people running out and buying up all the masks because they needed masks for hospitals that was the only right. reason they never said a mask wouldn't be helpful to you what they said was don't buy up all the masks our hospitals need them and now that yes. we've got lots and lots of masks available they're saying, put the masks on. Okay, now we don't have a constraint on masks anymore. Um, and we've got lots of masks that aren't hospital grade, but they'll still be helpful. Put the mask on, you know. And so, you know, but humans tend to, to you know, w when it works to their benefit, they say, well, the situation has changed, so now we got to do this. When it doesn't work to their benefit, they say, well, you just said do that, and now you're saying do this. You know, it just, it's, yes. it, because human beings make up their mind and then and then listen to facts that suit there's whatever decision they made they don't they don't base their decisions on on uh, on what's around them most of the time you know it's, it's hard to change somebody's mind they make up their mind and then they they listen to the facts that support whatever decision they made and, and the other part of that exactly is that we people don't seem to want to give room for the fact that or have an allowance for the fact that we were learning right and right. so we didn't know this is a novel coronavirus we didn't know at first um, whether, you know, how effective treatment A, X, Y, and Z would be. We didn't know, you know, we didn't have any real numbers. We had models and that's it. And so people yeah. say, well, we've been lied to. No, they just didn't know. And so they erred on the side of caution. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, don't be foolish and, and, and make the case for, for people changing their mind unless you understand why their mind was made up and why it got changed. Exactly. Listen to the whole story. Listen to the whole story. Do the right thing. Put your mask on. Don't hug a stranger. And, uh, you know, maybe do some good. Next time you're at the grocery store, uh, you know, pay it pay it forward. Pay, pay, pay somebody's groceries behind you or, or uh, you know, put $20 towards the person's groceries in the line, in the line behind you and, and make somebody feel happy that day. Maybe yeah, they'll pass exactly. it on. Maybe they'll pass it on. Um, you know, it's, uh, one of those kind of things where, uh, you know, if you can, if you can find a simple way to bring some joy to somebody's day, do it. You know, um, when they started shutting things down again, I went and got a haircut the other day cause I thought, uh Oh, don't know how long it's going to be before I get a haircut. So I got a haircut, got my hair, uh, you know, it's funny. I wanted my haircut this way right after COVID or right after the, the air, uh, haircut places opened up, but my hair had gotten so long the woman wouldn't cut it any shorter. She goes, no, this is, this is really short. I've cut off a lot, you know, and it was still too long for me. So going back in and getting it cut again actually makes me feel much better because I got it cut the way I wanted to, um, you know, a month ago or three weeks ago when they first started opening things back up. And, uh, and I, you know, I haircut costs, what, about 20 bucks these days at one of the, you know, the chain salons. And I gave her a $20 tip too and just said, you know, tomorrow you don't get to work. So, you know, good luck to you. Hope you're back soon. Um, awesome. You know, and, and yeah, you may not, I mean, some of us don't have the money to do it. Um, for, for me, that $20 wasn't going to, you know, be the difference between me having a, a meal tomorrow or not. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can't do it a lot and I can't, can't put, you know, hundreds of dollars somewhere, 
Uh, there was a guy on television this morning who a group of he got a group of friends together and they pooled money, and they he went into a um, a coffee house, a local coffee house, it wasn't a chain, and ordered a coffee and uh, and then gave the barista uh, a six hundred and fifty dollar tip. Whoa! You know, and and his friends just they they put the money together and they said let's randomly go in and see whoever who is our server. And, and give that person a tip and say thank you. And uh, the young lady said she's going to save that money uh, and put it towards her college fund. Right so, on. Yeah, you know, and it's, you know, they didn't, no one of them had enough money to go do something like that, but they pooled their money and said, okay, here, you, you know, you had the idea, you go pick a place and give it to a food server somewhere. And, uh, and so they did, you know, and it's just, I love hearing about those acts of kindness amongst all this other crap that just seems to be swirling in our news yep. all the time. So We need to get out there and spread the joy. We do. And, and on that, I think that's probably where we'll leave it since I know we're kind of uh, at time to wrap. Uh, thank you for joining us on Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have, Have a, a great, great day, day, everybody. 